Hello and welcome to 35 Minute Movies, a Vin Diesel podcast. This is the podcast where we're talking all things Vin Diesel all the time. We're going through his entire filmography, we're ranking and reviewing them. Um, we've got like two episodes left after this, so it's, it's, it's coming nice. to the end. We're nearly there. I'm Cameron, and as always I'm joined by Vin Diesel's number one fan. Oasis, how are you doing today? Good, I feel like that statement might not be true after this week. <laughs> No, that's think, a lie. Um. <laughs> I think the I think the um, the strain is starting to show now. I I, I think yes. after watching watching some of these movies today, I think I think we're we're starting to question ourselves. But I think I think we'll, our faith will never die. So let's jump straight into the first film. Um, we're talking about Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Came out in two thousand and sixteen. Directed by Ang Lee, um, yeah, this film is mental in the fact that it was shot at 120 frames per second in 3D 4K. We didn't get to watch like that. I watched it in 4K 60. You watched it in 4K 24. We didn't yeah. even have the proper the proper experience we should have. But hey, what did you think? Of the, well, not what did you think of the movie? What happened in the bloody movie? Well, it's so it's based on um, as a very popular sort of best selling novel. Um, and it's basically the the whole story is told from the perspective of uh, Private Billy Lynn, and he's like a nineteen year old who, along with his fellow soldiers, is is hailed as as a hero after you know a really harrowing sort of Iraq battle, and sort of held on this sort of pedestal and, and worshipped. And sort of um, throughout the course of the film, we see what actually happened in Iraq, and and through flashbacks, it sort of revealed what actually went down with his squad and. It's this very sort of fascinating contrast of like how America perceives um, soldiers and, and and warfare compared to sort of the the horrors of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, this film is obviously notorious for the sort of technical experiment it is, um, which is sort of the biggest part of it. And I I was unsure for a while whether or not I was watching it in sixty frames um, because Amazon Prime, if you rent it, they have like two separate versions, um, but. Yeah, I don't think it was. So I'm curious to know, because you're obviously the, the technical person here, what, what is that 60 frames like? So it's really, really jarring for the, like, it's it's supposed to be, like, the whole Ang Lee thing, I think he was trying to go for immersion. He was trying to go for, yeah. um, like, I guess because of the, it kind of made sense because he was going for the whole, like, horrors of war sort of situation, like, making it very visceral and very like just very real and i can see why he tried to do it obviously i don't i've never seen this film in 3d so i can't comment on how well that's like in terms of immersion but the 60 frames per second you take about 40 minutes at the beginning you take it takes you 40 minutes to sort of get past the fact that you're watching this movie that feels sped up but in a way it's, it's just it doesn't feel quite right and it's it's due to the fact our brains are really programmed to watch movies at 24 frames that is yeah so i was gonna say the what's the What's the difference, sort of, between the two? The the motion is just much smoother. So the motion is just mm-hmm. very much... It looks like everyone's like running fast, but at the same time they're running at the right speed. It's very... Like, you can see every movement of the face. You can see every movement of the... Like, even tiny little movements, like little judders, little... It's just... I don't know. It's like watching an old-timey movie. You know, sometimes they speed up the old-timey movies where, like, Charlie Chaplin's walking like that, like, really quickly yeah. or whatever. It feels like that. Um... But in just this weird way, and I bought, I have the 4K Blu-ray mainly just because I wanted to see 
what this movie was like in 60 frames like that was that was it i wanted to just i wanted to see what it was like and i mean it's just strange i did the same with gemini man as well ang lee directed gemini man he did the exact same camera system he did for gemini man he did for this and i showed my parents gemini man in 60 frames we watched that as a movie night and i've never they were just it was very off-putting for all of them they just complained the entire two hours like it was so i can't imagine what this was like but i don't think this adds to this film that much as much as ang Ang lee thought it did but it props them for experimenting these cameras and that but the experiment failed in my opinion but I mean, I would yeah, kill to I see, can see 4K it. 3D version, the 4K 100, because I know we were, what annoyed me the most is when Gemini Man came out, we were in London, okay? Yeah. The Dolby Cinema had the capabilities of showing Gemini Man at 2K 3D 120 hertz, and it was being used for the London Film Festival, so yeah, we couldn't Yeah, I remember see we it. talked about that, because we were trying to, we were trying to book tickets for it, I remember. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's, it's weird, because you know, I think Gemini Man is the story that maybe works better for. And I think with the special effects and stuff, obviously, with um, sort of Will Smith and, and sort of de-aging him, this is definitely a strange story to use it for. I only watched it in 24, but I can't imagine the difference it would make to the sort of experience you have, other than maybe making it worse, because it's, in that sense, discomforting. Although then maybe that adds to i don't i don't know it's the whole it's, movie it's a weird one as well like it's the home yeah. it's like the home video kind of like well ever like it feels like a video that was shot like at home like someone on like a, just a, did a camcorder your mum's coming to film you unwrapping your birthday presents kind of shit like that um and i guess that adds a level of realism but yeah. it, it's that I, what about as a film overall like i i know we both struggled to get through we had to watch the rest we had to I had to split it across two parts. I know you had to split it off two yeah. parts as well. Like, what do you think is a film? Because it, it is really slow, and it is, it is, and I think that was my issue with it. It's that it, you know, I I completely get what it's going for, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate when films dig into that. I love war films that sort of, you know, show the sort of harrowing nature of war and sort of compared to the way people perceive it because you know Americans I mean I think I think everyone has this sort of rose tinted glasses view of of war you know as a sort of macho tough um thing and and to then sort of see the two side by side it was it's fascinating but I just I wasn't it, it, it is it's 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 a bit slow sadly um and I think that's what lets it down is is the sort of pacing issue and the fact that it's it's just a little bit boring I found yeah, and the characters just never seem to grab you either. Like, it doesn't yeah. really... Like, Billy doesn't seem... Like, mad respect to him, because there is a couple scenes where he is... Uh, Joe Alwyn is really incredible. Um, yeah. But it just never seems to just kind of get, get your hooks on you. And I feel like if it got your hooks on you early on, you'd be willing to give it much more of a a chance later on as it gets a bit slower and you get you get more reveals and all that. But I don't know. And the, the cast is really hit or miss, like, Christian yeah. Stewart, not at her best. I don't know what happened. Yeah. She's usually a great yeah. actress, but I've not got a clue what happened like there yeah. at all. Um, it's, Steve um, Martin it's, shows up. The fuck happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre as well, because you don't expect him to be in a movie. like and Because this is his first like live-action role since, um, mm-hmm. you know, since like the big year, um, and which was in like 2011. So sort yeah. of big space of time. I think what what 
took me out of it is is the fact that they're obviously going for the sort of realism with you know the sort of 60 frames and stuff but it's so it feels so hollywood in terms of yeah. like the camera movements in terms of the framing like it feels very much like you're watching a movie um, and I, you know, it's actually a fun fact. I didn't realize until you mentioned it, I didn't realize this was in 3D or it was supposed to be in 3D. However, when I was watching it, I was, because there are shots where you're like, okay, that seems like, you know, the kind of shot they would throw into like a 3D movie where, you know, things are like coming out the screen. That makes so much sense now that you say that. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's sort of exactly what I mean. There's like shots that just sort of go against that realism, I think. I'll tell you another thing that, that, that takes away from the realism, which is I think was another issue with the 3D is the lighting. Everything feels yeah. really overly lit, and there's no yeah. color. It's all natural color. It's not even natural color grading. It's almost just like the stock camera. Like they've just there's yeah. no color grading whatsoever. They've not done anything to the movie. They've just taken the raw footage out of the camera, turned up the colors, and just made it not too real, but just too colorful. It just feels too yeah. colorful. You know, it really doesn't work in the movie, but the the lighting is one of the things I think from the 3D where they've tried to make the 3D very you can work better because 3D works better in better lighting conditions that yeah. everything is just lit to shit and it is just very much f- fake it feels there's a lot of fakeness and it just doesn't yeah. work it just doesn't work and I think for the well. for the story that you're telling and for the themes you're trying to convey um, and considering you know there is so many aspects of the story where Ang is trying to go for that realism you know taking for the most part, sort of new actors and stuff. Um, then you have those elements of that, you know, feel so contrived. And it, and it just feels like a film that's at odds with itself. Um, you, you talk about the colours. I did message you being like, why are his lips yeah. so red? In like one of the early scenes, Billy Lynn's lips are just so red. <laughs> like it's so obviously. And then I think I was reading a review like last night, which was like... Um, just about the sort of 60 uh, frames a second and someone was like the the issue with it is you can see the makeup on the characters and the actors mm-hmm. and i was like that's so interesting because you know it, it's it's sort of thing that like it's a small detail but that could you know really sort of ruin the immersion of it weirdly he, he definitely got better with the implementation of it in gemini man yeah. completely, we keep mentioning i keep mentioning gemini man and it's a completely different film but i feel like they're almost part of like one and the same i feel like ang yeah. has been doing this long experiment into try and get try and make it work and i think that's one of the things um that's like one of the things that progressed better is that you can't see the makeup and everything it, gemini man is still lit to shit it's still yeah. completely just over the top and overly lit but it's um better in that regard where they've seemed to realize the whole you can't you can't miss anything in that 4k detail um yeah. fun fact about forget 4k detail i was reading in the imdb uh, like we always do uh, oh, yeah. the, the raw footage for this for the raw footage that was filmed for this this film topped out at 840 terabytes no 500 was it 840 or 500? five 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 i think it was five five hundred five, and uh 40 540 terabytes. 540 terabytes and the final film on like for the dolby cinemas and all the cinemas that can do the 120 hertz um 3d 4k 84 terabytes which is absolute Mad. insanity so that's obscene yeah. like that's actually obscene it's stupid um, but, uh, what do you think of vin yeah this? that's what i was gonna say we want to segue into vin who plays shroom uh, <laughs> lynn's like captain this is cap like yeah yeah he's sort of, of like his, his, his like commanding officer um 
I I personally think it was a good role. I, you know, it's we sort of I know we talked in recent weeks about how he had sort of after I think Find Me Guilty, you know, it was more so the action sort of driven persona, whereas this sort of feels like a, a bit more of a return to those sort of dramatic, sort of more hefty acting roles and you know, it was nice to sort of see that. I did. I liked the I liked the progression of the character and yeah. the relationship with Billy, which was really cool. Um I think this is probably one of his better roles in the, at least in the last sort of like couple films we've seen. I think he's yeah. is really pushing his acting chops and I I actually think this is a, a very Vin Diesel role. He's really yeah. perfectly cast in this role, which yeah. is which is great to see. Just the whole I think there was the great scene where he lines them up just before they go into like a battle and he's like, I love you <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you. It's just everyone. Let's just let's just move on to um let's move on to rating the movie overall because I'm really interested to see where you're gonna put this as a as an overall rating. Cause I think I, I don't think I wanna go too low down, but I also don't wanna go like too high up because I do like this movie okay. Like it is yeah. interesting in some regards, but it doesn't say, it fails at what it does, but I, I commend it for trying. There was a bit of a meme when you were like logging this movie like or it was seemed like all the time on their box. <laughs> Um, I I don't know. I'm I sort of struggle to finish it. Um, I think I think there's a lot to like about it in terms of you know the story, the sort of performances, the character, you know, sort of what it tries to do. Um, and I think if it sort of streamlined all of that, there is a great film in there. But I think it's sort of at odds with itself, and and for that reason. You, I, I, I struggle to sort of get into it and I struggle to enjoy it. Um, so for that reason, I'd probably go two out of five. Like, I, I just, I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. I admire I admire it, but I wasn't the biggest fan of it. I think I'm going to go three, which I've, feels really, really high. But at the same time, I don't hate it and I don't yeah. love it. And I just feel like... So it sits in the I'd middle. I'd give it a yeah. two and a half, but I kind of feel like it instead of rounding down i kind of want to round up i just feel like yeah. that's where, where i want to go i like yeah I, it's difficult to describe i guess i don't know um yeah actually i remembered what i was going to say about vin diesel okay i think what's so interesting for his character is that the film literally starts by telling you he's dead yeah and then it sort of i think that's such a fascinating angle for a character because then when you sort of see him, you know what's coming and it's sort of the building to it and the sort of getting attached and sort of every... I think it, it adds a lot of sort of stakes to that character and, and sort of everything he does. And, and I quite appreciated that aspect of it. I thought it was it was a cool dimension to add to his his character. Yeah. So what are you thinking overall yeah. rating for him? What are you thinking for Vin Diesel ranking, rating, whatever you want to call it? You know, I'm... I'm I'm going to give it a four, which is, is high, but you, you sort of hit the nail on the head. Like it is weirdly the perfect Vin role. You know, he's, he's playing this sort of tough commanding, tough, cool, you know, very badass commanding officer that, you know, really cares for his men and that really cares just for his, his sort of squad. And I think he's the best aspect of this film, I think. You know, we, we talk about how Vin is most of the time the best aspect of these films and i just i think this is a sort of you know we talk about the sort of dramatic 
act they will at Vin. Um, and then we talk about sort of, you know, more action heavy Vin. I think this is the sort of perfect balance between the two. Um, and I, and I, I hope we see more roles like this. So, yeah. Four, I think four. Well, I've got a good feeling about seeing more Vin like this. Yeah. Um, I just, obviously, I think he needs to get the Fast and Furious. I think once the Fast and Furious franchise finishes, I'm curious to see what he does next after that. I know he's trying to launch some other franchise, like Bloodshot. I think he's trying to try to make that a franchise. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you, though, and say four, because I think this is yeah. a perfect Vin Diesel. It's, he's so brilliantly cast. Yeah, it's, just, it, it, it's perfect. Casting. It's a perfect role for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for four, which gives it a 13 out of 20, and that puts it in the top 10 so uh, we can enough. talk about that because we need to we need to want to place it later on but we'll see how that happens after we i talk love about that our next i love movie. always doing that <laughs> let's talk about our next movie um so we're moving on to triple x the return of xander cage or as alex <laughs> likes to call it XXX because when I tried to look up the run, I had to, because for some reason Paramount don't put the runtimes in the back of the box anymore, so I had yeah. to ask Alexa what it was, and I went, "What's what's Triple X runtime?" She's like, "I don't know," and I put, then I went, "Okay, she's an idiot," so I went, "What is XXX the Return of Xander Cage's runtime?" and she got it, which was, <laughs> yeah, directed oh, by DJ DJ Car Caruso, um, yeah. 2016 or 17 was it 17? Uh, like was this was 2017, yeah, 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 2017 yeah. for this. Early 2017, lovely. Um, so what happens in this movie? Because I don't even. I watched this movie. I don't think I even know what the fuck happened in this movie. I watched this last night, and I'm having <laughs> to use the IMDb page to tell you. Um, Xander Cage obviously was this extreme athlete turned sort of government operative. Um, he's been presumed dead. He's sort of been um, hiding. Um, however, Gibbons from the first film, who was played by Samuel L. Jackson, who sort of recruited him, he's, you know, mysteriously killed over this sort of technological device called Pandora's Box. So he's, so, you know, Xander Cage is sort of brought back into the fray to, you know, re retrieve this device um, from, you know, this, what IMDb calls a deadly alpha warrior, Zhang, who's played by <laughs> Donnie Yen. And um, he basically recruits this sort of, team of like you know thrill seekers and adrenaline junkies to sort of go after it um i was not a fan no neither was i to be absolutely honest with you um i think from the first five minutes i knew i wasn't going to like it yeah um, because it opens <laughs> yeah, please, with human please product placement <laughs> it opens with human product placement neymar neymar jr shows up He's not even there to promote a film. He's not there to promote a product. He's not there to promote football. He's there to promote himself. He is just a product placement in human form. And there's like a weird meta joke about him talking to Samuel L. Jackson saying like, oh, he thinks he's applying for the Avengers or some shit like that. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing going. And then Gibbons is blown up in the first five minutes. And you know he's not yeah. dead. You know he won't be fucking dead. Because of course he's not. Like... And um, yeah. So it's, but also, it's, also, it's just... can we talk about can we talk about the fact that you know Neymar picks up like a sort of you know napkin dispenser and yeah. kicks it and like kills a guy with it. It's it's utterly mental. And then from there on, it gets even weirder. I mean, Tony Collette's in this. What happened, Tony? <laughs> 
can we get the manager on the phone? What the fuck happened here? Like, I, I would, I would be calling my agent. I'd be very upset. Yeah. Um, that was a weird. <laughs> she, does she, she turns bad. I really failed to follow the last, the last. Does she turn? Is she really the bad guy in the end? Yeah. So it turns out like Donnie Yen's not the bad guy, and it's spoiler alert. But like, it's Tony Collette. Um, yeah. <laughs> but why did the fuck did she hire them? Why did she hire the Triple X gang? Did she think they were gonna fail? Of course they're not gonna know. fucking fail. Like yeah, and then you've got I think you've got a cameo from my. To be fair, I really like the cameo from Ice Cube. Yes, I thought that, that was, was really good. cool. I thought that it was just, cool. Despite never seeing State of the Union, I do enjoy the fact <laughs> that Ice Cube showed showed up. Yeah. Um, um, it's sequel yeah. bait for a fourth one that, that will, will never it happen? happen? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think we can hold out hope that that will never happen. <laughs> I, this is the most upset I've ever been with Vin Diesel in my entire life. Yeah, like it is. Yeah. It is just almost disgustingly like a vanity project in in a lot of respects it's very much just yeah the dialogue's very like self-aggrandizing in that sense Uh it's like oh look at me look at my like muscles you know everyone like i love self-aware vin diesel more than anyone Mm -hmm. but this is too much like there's literally a scene where he's like after this girl and she's like no no no, you're not getting me you're getting 10 other girls instead and they're talking about, you know, how stiff he is, and it's just I'm just like, bruh. I did appreciate the return of the fur coat. I thought yeah. the fur coat coming back, it was bigger than ever. It, it, the furriest fur coat you've ever seen in your entire life thing returned, and it returned in style. And I'm happy. I would happily have a spin-off just about the fur coat. Yeah. I want to know what it's travels. I want to know where it's gone. I want to know where it's been. Um, the. Also, <laughs> the <laughs> the opening where we first return to Xander, he is he skis off of a uh, an electrical tower or something, <laughs> yeah. and then grabs a skateboard and skateboards down a thing, and it's just very very strange. It's just yeah, there's just so much going on in this movie. I, it's it's slowly coming back to me, and I'm slowly starting to process everything. I think this is going to be more of a group therapy session. I think we're going to have to just talk through our issues here. <laughs> that have really spawned from this movie and nothing else. Um, I um, I agree. I think it's... You know what? When it started with the Neymar Jr. thing, I was like, okay, a self-aware triple X film could be interesting. And then it continued. And then it kept continuing. And he's making jokes about how awesome he is and how legendary he is and how sort of everyone wants to be him or wants to be with him. And then I'm like, okay, fair. My issue with it is it doesn't feel like a triple X film. Like the self-awareness could work had they blended in the sort of extreme sports aspect of the first film. Aside from that opening stunt, there's not really any extreme. And, you know, these characters are supposed to be like adrenaline junkies. You know, they're supposed to be extreme sport athletes and we have a lot of that in the first triple x why is there none of that in this i don't understand especially be being released two years after furious 7 where we had yeah some insane stunts in fury 7 and almost in a they could have upped the ante with this i don't know if it was a budget thing or what but it was just so i mean quiet. surely it was... not it looks like there was a bit of a budget to it well i watched this on a 4K Blu-ray, just not to, not to boast. I watched this on a 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> and it has... I don't know if it's the HDR or something, or like the high dynamic range, but let me tell you, 
it has the worst green screen I've seen in my entire life. I also don't think Neymar was there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think Neymar was anywhere near Samuel L. Jackson, ever. I wouldn't be, again, point. I wouldn't be surprised. Because I, I, they never, they, they, if you look, if you watch that scene back, I don't think they talk, to, like they don't, they're never in the same shot. They're never in the same shot, yeah. And they're never. And even at the end, either. Yeah. They're not in the same shot. It, it's just very odd. Just a very odd move. I don't think a lot of people are in the same shot. I was querying Ice Cube for a bit being in the same shot. And then I realized, no, at the very end, they, they hug or something. They are. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fine. They are. But. I was like, oh, maybe Ice Cube's just showing it. Because what if they hadn't got Ice Cube? How would they have got out the situation if Ice Cube hadn't arrived? Who would have taken over Ice Cube's spot with the massive grenade launcher and saved them? I know. I don't know. It's, you know, there, there is sort of interesting setup for, like, it is a franchise I would be interested in seeing sort of how it develops. Um, the fourth film was supposed to be, you know, the sort of X are on the run. And so it was supposed to be, like, the setup is Ice Cube and Vin Diesel sort of teaming up against the world, sort of like John Wick style. And I think that's cool. And I think, I think you know, the self-aware aspect of it could lend itself really well to this world. Like, imagine a sort of self-aware, silly Mission Impossible. That, to me, sounds like a pretty cool idea. Exactly. However, my issue with this is it, it sort of, it, it's too much of that. Like, it's too self-aware to the point of just, you know, it's it's like it's too self aware to the point it's just not funny, and it's like feels it's, like a parody. It's, it's, feels like an unfunny yeah, parody. That, that, it's, oh, that's the word. Yeah, movie. it's it's so self aware that it becomes parody, and that's when I think the film sort of suffers. Yep, I agree. I agree. I I could rant about it for about six more hours, but I feel like we should move on <laughs> uh, to to rant, to rating this movie. Which I want to start off with a, a big fat one. Thank you very much. That's where I'm going to set the overall r- ranking of this guy. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to join you there. I was sitting at a two, and that was a sort of generous two, but like, that was last night. And then I sort of wake up, and I'm like, I, I didn't like, I like, like and, and I have to admit, I didn't even like Vin Diesel in this. Like, he, no. he, I think that's I a one really, too. I don't know if that's know. a one as well. Because he he doesn't feel like Vin Diesel. He's doing a Han Solo impression as well. Like, yeah. what's that about? Like, I don't know, man. Do you know? What, do you know what it feels like? Do you, know, you do you remember those sort of parody movies, like disaster movie and scary movie and stuff? Yeah. It feels like a scary movie impersonation of Xander Cage and Vin yeah. Diesel, um, and those were obviously like really sort of hammed up, you know. Obviously, for the they were parody, and it feels like that it feels like this performance belongs in like a scary movie where it's taking the piss out of xander cage and um, because he's a really cool character and i really like what the first one did with to the point where yeah we've talked about this before i've you know i gave that film too i've gotten more of an appreciation for that first triple x film sort of having seen you know some of the other the other movies in, in vin's canon and there's so yeah. much potential with that character in that world and this is just not it like it's the this is the worst they could have done with it i think so yeah one's all around then i'm guessing that's a four out of 20 which is worse than a man apart it's worse than a man apart we have really screwed up let's move on to the ranking then um so we have it's shaken up a little bit, I guess. It's not too much changing other than the, the bottom film, 
I know uh, the bomb film getting completely a brand new, brand new bomb film. If you give me two seconds, kind of refreshing to have a new. Yeah, kind of refreshing. Because I just typed all oh, the way okay. through that. So wait, okay. Uh, so moving on to the ranking, um, not much has changed. We've got a new middle of the road kind of film going on here. We also have um, a brand new bottom film, which is refreshing. I don't know how you feeling about that? It's very nice to have. Yeah. Um, because it, it really really was a shit i didn't think anything would top a man apart but here we are um i'll just run you through the list yeah. real quick as always so number one fast five remains top of the top of the leaderboard number two is furious seven number three strays vin diesel's first ever movie number four saving private ryan number five the fast and the furious it's the first one and uh, number six is the first triple x number seven is furious six number eight is chronicles of reddick number okay that's the, here we go Got number eight, the Chronicles of Riddick, um, is is first out of twenty. That is a score that is shared with Boiler Room, which is at number nine. Billy Lynn mm-hmm. is first out of twenty as well. Where are you wanting to put it? Do you want to put it in between the Chronicles of Riddick and Boiler Room, above Chronicles of Riddick, or below Boiler Room? Below Boiler Room. That's a fair, fair. Present fair your. Place what, to what, put what, it. what about you? What about you? I I I, I would think the same. I think. I, Boiler Room is such a boring movie to me, um, but I re- totally respect how how uninteresting Billy Lynn is. I think Boiler Room at least has some good moments in it, whereas yeah. Billy Lynn is very much but then, dry all but the then way through. Do you think? Because I prefer Boiler Room as a movie. I think Boiler Room's really good. Yeah. But in terms of Vin characters, do you think? Because I guess it's, if this is a Vin list, what I mean, I think we both we both agree that in terms of. Vin's performance and character, Billy Lynn's better. Yeah, that's the thing. Cause I did we get did we you okay? So we gave Vin three out of threes. Yeah. Um, two both three out of threes for Boiler Room. You gave the film yeah. a four, and I gave the yeah. film a three. That's what I'm saying. I really I pre- I prefer the film, but I think in terms of like, I, I guess, do like Vin Diesel's character a lot in this. That's I I think thing. I think Shroom's such a strong part of Billy Lynn, um, and I I, I think it is one of his best roles. Yeah. In that sense, you know, more so than sort of boiler room. So, I, do you think maybe that makes a case for it going above? I, that's my case, but I'm going to leave it up to you. If you want it to go below, 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 below boiler room, that's, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I'm happy with it below boiler room. I really am. Because the film overall um, isn't as solid, I guess. You take the pick. Because I'm, I'm not fast. I've I've presented my arguments. You 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 make this decision. I I think I think Shroom's really strong, and I think Shroom's a much stronger character than the one in Boiler Room. So I would be inclined to put it at number nine. That's fine. We'll put it at number nine. That number that fine. That is how it be. This will all change. You know, like we've said before, this will all change. (laughs) Like none of this matters. Um. So yeah, that's number nine. Billy Lynn Long halftime walk. Number ten is Boiler Room. Number eleven is Guardians of the Galaxy. The fuck happened there? Um, number twelve Damn. is Witch Hunter. Um, number thirteen is Fast and Furious Four. Number fourteen is The Pacifier. Number fifteen is The Iron Giant. Number sixteen is Riddick. That's the third one. Number seventeen is Babylon AD. Number eighteen is Pitch Black. Why is that so low? Number nineteen is Knockaround Guys. Number twenty is Find Me Guilty. Number twenty-one is A Man Apart. And number twenty-two, Triple X. The Return wow. of Xander Cage. That is the 22, third 22 films, dude. That's mad. Can you, we've come such a long way. 
That's actually incredible. I was looking at my letterbox. Letter, letter, I was looking at my letterbox stats, and obviously because I've already seen Fast Eight, but twenty three Vin Diesel films is. I saw that and I was like, "That's obscene." <laughs> yeah, it's it's utterly insane. Obscene, I know. Um, yeah, so that that's that about that about does it. Um, so next week is Fast and Furious Eight and Guardians Two, which, like I said, um, I've been Cameron. You can find me on Twitter at camzoog. Um, yfilms.com and I will do another podcast called Four Eyes and the Giant um, which is, you'll find in the link in the description and stuff like that um, it's a podcast I do with Jordy Steele, we talk about um, just a nerdy topic every week and then kind of just general, what have we watched this week, how are, how are, how are we feeling it's a lot, basically <laughs> just group therapy at this point, I mean I, I, there, it was the last one we did, we did the, the, whole, the hardest Star Wars quiz on the internet which was Ooh. just, but they weren't you know what they're like, they're not hard they're not, then, hard. <laughs> they're not hard at all so we just sat and doing that it was quite funny and then one of the pop-ups was like a, like a questionnaire on how the how the website was and it was like how are you feeling today and it was like <laughs> happy sad worried angry grumpy and we were just like worried really really fucking worried um so never yeah, want to be asked find, that question <laughs> you can find that episode um in the link in the description um where about you where can we find you you find me on Twitter at Oasis Oasis um, or on thefilmbite.com. I've been promoting my Fast and Furious reviews the past few weeks. They have completely fallen apart, so I don't no! know. I don't know. I don't know. This is an issue because Fast 9 decided to move forward. Also, I refuse to watch Tokyo Drift, so I'm like behind. <laughs> so I don't know what review I'll be on by the time this episode comes out. Five. Hopefully, We're they're still going. Five. Hopefully, they're still going. <laughs> I told you, you eject Tokyo Drift and Hobbs and Shaw. Just get rid of them. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Just just do mainline fast films and then do Hobbs and Shaw when you can be honest. (laughs) When the the Blu-ray for Fast 9 comes out, you can do Tokyo Drift and Hobbs and Shaw if you really want to. I I literally, I was was trying to to Cameron about it. I fell fell behind because I I didn't watch Tokyo Drift. Because I didn't want to watch Tokyo Drift. And then and then they pulled the release date forward to Fast Nine, and suddenly I had to rejig the whole. Um, so I've not I've not I've not considered it yet. But the best bit is you've watched all the other Fast and Furious movies. You could just write the reviews for the other Fast and Furious movies and just see what happens. Like <laughs> yeah, I've, re- I've seen all of them in the past like week or two. So, oh god. <laughs> yeah, get on. Can it. you tell I hate Tokyo Drift? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Check the link in the description to see if he has actually done any of the reviews when this goes up. This is this will go up the week after we record them. So tomorrow's the twenty eighth. Yeah. This will be the fourth. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how you've done. Okay. We'll, we'll, we're judging. We're judging. True. Um, so that about wraps up. We'll see you all next week for yep, yeah, Fast Fingers Eight and Guardians Two. So we'll see you then.